This is Quentin Blount, owner of the Blount Force and the current Flog Champion, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff doing it today, and I am alongside with Mr. TC himself for TC Thursday. How's it going, TC? Hey, Mr. Ruff. Going pretty well, actually, you know, uh, woke up this Thursday about a half hour ago and, uh, Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm. you know, just living life, man. Yeah. Living life, freaking sleeping in until 1 PM. Dude, it's nine 30 over here. I do not (laughs) want to hear that. That's a reasonable time to wake up. And it's it's pretty nice weather there. You know what? I haven't been outside, but I'm pretty sure it is. For the love of Jones. I'll go outside after this. You know, we don't have to worry about that yet. All right. Well, fair enough. Um, we got a lot of talk about TC. It's vlog matchup day. We had a couple of trades uh, that happened yesterday, and we will talk about that before we dig into those things. We uh, just real quick go over the NFL news and who uh, there's a long list, and I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go through it. TC uh, David Johnson is unlikely to play. McCaffrey is in the same boat. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. About that TC, but McCaffrey, uh, they they said they closed it off this week, but uh, next week is questionable. So that is good news for you, TC. Um, Moster and Coleman, they are out. Uh, Carson is still unclear about this week, and Mixon is limited this week uh, and questionable for Sunday. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know they they said he is. Uh, you know, they have him active, of course, but it's still not a lock if he will be playing on Sunday or not. Um, he is still listed as questionable in game time decision. Kenan Drake is back at it in practice and looking to play. Uh, Damian Harris is limited. Uh, Mark Ingram is good to go this week. Justin Jackson is not, and it's not looking good for uh, Jackson. Um, so... Those are the those are the guys on the list. Anything uh, catch your eye there, TC? Well, it just brings me back to Christian McCaffrey because it's like, dang, mm. that's all I got mm-hmm. to say about that. Because we've talked yep. about that for pretty much every episode. Yeah, every time he plays, now <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, boom, gets hurt, or one of your players, boom, yeah. gone. Yep. So my big dog. That's what, yeah, that's what we got there for NFL news. TC, we have some flog news, some trades being made, and we talked about this on Tuesday. And this was uh, before all this activity was uh, going on. Uh, that the flog, uh, our dra- uh, trade deadline is today. No, not today. I'm no, sorry, this week. It is this week. It's Thursday next week. Oh, it's Thursday next week. Before See, the game start. Yeah, before the game start. Uh, before week 11 starts, like uh, an hour before week 11 starts. Okay, see, I thought it was just like Sunday, so I didn't even know that. No. So that's good to know. And now you know. Now I know. Heck, more trades to be made then. Um, and, of course, uh, this we'll talk about the very first trade that happened November 7th, uh, so about five days ago, a few days ago. Keegan Scott was involved on this one. He uh, and, of course, Jacob McKinley, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but we're just going to make it official on the air. Jacob McKinley beginning to tank. We'll talk about his team. He traded away Deshaun Watson and Julio Jones for three draft picks, uh, two of them in the, in the next round. So 2021 first-round draft pick and 2021 
fourth round draft pick and also a 2022 ninth round draft pick. So a total of three draft picks for Julio Jones and the Sean Watson. What do you think? You know, uh, it's a pretty good deal. He got something out of those two players and, you know, Julio was on the fence for him as a keeper um, and Keegan went out and made himself a big boy trade. So you have to commend Keegan, uh, but we knew exactly who he was going after. He needed a QB. He went after that QB, but then he did us a one-up almost and then got himself a, a, a keeper-level wide receiver. Um, so, you know, I think that's a pretty good deal because he got a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder out of this, and then that, uh, that 2022 ninth-rounder to, like, just top it off. I um, Skinley's not really worried about players right now, so – I think that he wins this and Keegan wins this. They they both win on this. So here, here's my thought on this TC. Um, I think, I think Keegan wins his trade. Uh, Cause the only thing that he basically had to do to Drake, uh, to Jake and what really like triggered Jake to accept his trade is that first round draft pick. I mean, everybody loves first round draft picks. It, it, it's really what, entices people to make a move and i think giving up he could so here's the thing i uh, i was kind of involved in this i of course i was shocker yeah me so too I, actually were you, okay, <laughs> okay before 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 i tell everybody what i offered jake what did you offer jake well i didn't for, offer uh, anything for julio i just told him i'd give him matt stafford in a fourth rounder for uh deshaun watson i just needed the qb mm-hmm. so you offered a fourth round okay huh Interesting. So you offered a fourth round draft pick and Stafford for Watson. Okay. So I just wanted, I just went after Julio Jones. Now listen to this. I offered him three years of third round draft picks. So 2021, 2022, 2023, three rounds of three, three years of three round draft picks. Okay. So that's three picks. And so if he, he could have took my offer and Jacob also said that he got a fifth round. If, if he just sold Watson to Keegan, Keegan was offering him a fifth round draft pick. Okay. So if he would have done with, if he would have accepted with yours, he would got a fourth round draft pick this year. I'm guessing it was this year, correct? Yeah. Then he would have got three more for myself. It might've been next year. I think, I don't know either way, but he would have got an extra pick. So and is he that got players uh, and then he would have got a player. I think that would have been the better deal. Would, because Would that have been a better deal than a first round draft pick? Cause that's the only reason why Jacob accepted it. I, I, be honest. I, you know, I, I would say so um, because how many of our first round draft picks are like, you know, still in my first round draft pick, he's out ACL. That's Odell Beckham. Um, right. Jonathan Taylor was Keegan's first round draft pick. He's not even, star- he's only, yeah, he's not even starting. He's not doing anything. Um, Scott right. got Calvin Ridley. He's injured yeah. right now. Keegan Keegan got Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, you like you said, you got Odell and J, uh, Connor got Adam Thielen and Allen Robinson. Q got Cooper Cup. Those were of course in our league fourth round draft or fifth round draft picks, but in this league it's a first round draft pick. Yeah, because of our four keeper situation. Yeah. So, I think um. I think either way he could have been fine, but I think I would have taken the investment of more draft picks at a, a, a consistently higher level over one year, one, one round draft pick. Yeah. And here, here's another thing. I think all year 
TC. We were doing a tremendous job as a as a group playing defense on Keegan Scott. I think giving him we all knew what his weakness was and he needed a quarterback. And I think we all did a great job. I'm sure you know you were involved, Q was involved, everybody was involved. I was playing defense on Keegan Scott getting a very good quarterback. And freaking Jake McKinley was crying like a baby. His team's awful. They're going down the sink. And he just, you know, he he wrapped up Watson in a little box, put a bow on top, said, hey, here you go. Here's a, here, you know, you could possibly get a championship now. Because Keegan has Watson and Fuller combo now. Because Fuller's on the, you know, on his team. And that's good. I mean, heck, it. Prime example last week, his very first week having him. Waller went nuts. And a touchdown. Watson threw him the ball. Little double points right there. I think we were doing a great job playing defense on Keegan. And the only one who didn't know that was Jacob. Yeah, uh, Jacob really pooped on in our, right in our beds, all he of did. our beds. He really did, literally. Yeah, That's he was good. he just handed this one to Keegan. Yeah. But I mean I just he, I he just think the there's first round. At least he got the first round. I think he just kind of sold out for that that golden shiny uh, trade bait, which is the first round draft pick. He just he loved. I mean, that's the only thing that I think would make. But that he would have got more picks um, if he would have went. There's other roads that he could have crossed, but I guess that's just me. Yeah, I would have divvied it up instead of give everything to Keegan. You know, it would have just been a much better yeah. a much better uh, a viewing party to watch us have a more. Um, more equal teams. Yeah, uh, I just don't understand why. I mean, he gave both of them. I mean, heck, he could have got all that. He could have got all that for Julio from somebody. Yeah, and <laughs> Probably I think not, but didn't Keegan just have the highest scoring uh, week we've ever seen? And then he made that trade. Right. Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I get judge, it. Yep. I just I... Jake for this. This is his fault. <laughs> and I don't think it was the best move. <laughs> really don't. All yeah. right. Well, let's. We got three other trades to talk about. TC and I am involved with all of them. No big deal. Um, <laughs> no big talk, deal. You want to talk about the the littlest one first or the big boy one? Well, we can go with the little one and then let's you know, go with the little one. And that was the first one that I threw out in the group chat. Um, I uh, gave uh, Quentin Blount the Blount Force the backup running back for the the Philadelphia Eagles, Boston Scott. Um, and he gave me a 11th round draft pick for the 2021 season. Uh, not nothing huge to talk about. I, you know, to be honest with you, I was going to drop him and didn't really want to drop him because I didn't know the status on. Uh, I mean, I didn't know the status on Sanders, but I mean, heck, I mean, prime example. That's what it, with uh, with last week in McCaffrey and Mike Davis, you know, yeah. You didn't want to. You didn't want to drop him just in case something happens to that player in Sanders. So like at least I got. Out. Yeah, it looks like I got. I mean, I got something out of him. I wanted. I think I asked for like a ninth, and of course, you know how trading uh, negotiations go with. You know, you move back and you go forward. So I just went with a. Went with the eleventh. You know what? Yeah, I think I think it's solid enough for you because you got a. Li- you weren't going to use Boston Scott. Um, right now i don't think that he'll be in your lineup and i think quentin bought himself uh just an insurance policy but i don't even when miles sanders was out like boston scott really wasn't doing much i think you win this because i think his loyalties for the eagles players kind of is 
is, is what he's going with right here. Um, now, I, I guess I could see if Miles Sanders goes out, Boston Scott will get a little bit of the work, but I don't think that it's going to be anything um, – even close to what Miles Sanders, of course, that's why Miles Sanders is a starter, but I just, I didn't even see Boston Scott really do much when Miles Sanders was out. Yeah. I think it was that, that very first week he was back or uh, started. I think he, well, he had 15 some fancy points. He wasn't bad. Um, yeah. The, the, the other week it was just average eight something points. So, um, but yeah, I mean, definitely rather have Boston Scott, then you know if Sanders got hurt, then digging you know in the in the scraps. Yeah, then not somebody to have else. Him. Yeah, yeah, get that. right. So all right, so let's go on to the other big boy trades. Um, the next one, I uh, I that was I was involved, of course, with Jacob McKinley. He is selling all of his players. If you didn't know, uh, he gave up James Conner. So I have James Conner now, and I had to give Jacob. I think I gave him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. gave him a 2021 third round draft pick and also a ninth round draft pick for 2021. Then I also gave him a 2022 third round draft pick. So what do you think out of this? Um, You know, I think if you would have waited a little bit longer, I think that price would have went down. Oh, I, I waited long enough. Yeah. I really did. Uh, yeah, um, that makes I, I mean, heck, I mean, I first he wanted – he wanted the offer. Uh, he wanted the offer that I I gave him with Julio. Well, that's just um, malarkey. Three three draft picks. I mean, three years of third rounders. And I thought that was just too high. I'm like, dude, I can't do that. And, and what about a, a later round draft pick this year? And we just settle with that. So I I do believe I I gave him too much. I wanted just to do two draft picks, two uh, two thirds. Uh, but of course, Jacob is gritty right now. Um, and you know how it does. So now let me I ask think, you this is yeah. James Conner going to be one of your keepers? That's, that's another reason why I was okay. Um, coughing those trades up. Uh, James Conner is definitely considered right now as one of my keeper. Cause if you look at it like this, I have Chubb, I have Hopkins. Now I have Ezekiel Elliott, which we'll talk about a little bit. And, uh, James Conner is definitely considered and James Conner is 12th right now in the, uh, rankings. And that is very, I mean, heck, that is good. Uh, I have other guys, young wide receiver guys that uh, could possibly be keepers if I want to gamble on, uh, possibly. Or James Conner could be a guy, you know, heck, I could throw to Marcus Terry's team. Uh, yeah, you, you could still get something from him even if you don't keep him. That's so, that's what I'm making yeah. sure. As long as you see that option, uh, I think I think you're good. You'll just try not to lose anything. You try to want to at least get back what you gave up, but – um, and, and the way that running backs have been been for our league, it's like they're we, we need running backs. You want more running back keepers than wide receivers because there are more wide receivers to uh, put into your um, wide receiver position. It's just it's easier to find wide receivers than it is to find a good, solid number one running back. Right. Absolutely. So I, I do, uh, you know, and heck, I do not want and the reason why I make these trades also. Yeah. I don't want to be a toilet bowl champion. I still I am shooting to make that playoffs. So that's two things right there. And also this helps this helps my uh keepers for next year moving forward. Yes, it does. Um, I really do think that, you know, going ahead now, of course, I only got two draft picks in the first seven rounds, which that's not good. But yeah, that's think, not good. I, I think my keepers uh my keepers look strong as of right now. And of course, I can fill in those holes like I've done before in the past. 
uh, and you know, you know, cut, you know, put some stitches on those cuts, and I'll, I should be all right. Uh, we'll move on to the very next, very next uh, trade, and then we'll go to the flog matchups. Zeke Elliott, he was involved in this one, big boy Zeke. Um, I I had to pry him off of Connor Lindback. I gave him a 2021 third round draft pick, and I gave him a 2022 first round draft pick. So yes, right now Elliot is not looking good, and of course that really has to do with Dak Prescott being gone. As soon as he went out, Elliot's production definitely went down. But I still think Elliot, at 25 years old. Uh, is a definitely top five running back in this league, hands down. And I think he definitely – I think this – this to me, I don't want to my own horn, TC, but I think this was a steal for me. Yeah, I definitely think this was a steal. And this kind of makes up uh, – so if you traded all your draft picks that you traded for James Conner and Elliott, I think that comes out you winning because of the Elliott trade. Uh, you only had to give up two draft picks, and one was just the first rounder of in 2022. Uh, Elliott's – He's if a top five running back, and especially of Ezekiel Elliott's caliber, like you know, that that, that could be at least two first rounders. Um, Kuhn, Kuhn gave up him gave up on him really easy because of his last five weeks. Um, he's just not been playing well, not like you said since Dak got, went down. Um, but you you made an investment for your future, and you you didn't pry this off of Kuhn. He kind of like let him slide down the slide to you like a little kid. And you were down there to catch him real nice and gentle. In, in Connor's defense, uh, if you look at the picks that he has just in the top three rounds, holy moly, he's got one in the first two in the second round, three in the third round. Of course, he's got one in the fourth round, but two in the fifth round. I mean, heck that's two, four, six, eight picks in the first five rounds. Yep. And it's about time times like this, this time of the year is when people really start to reel in their draft picks. Um, and, and last year, Quentin had himself the best team that we'd ever seen. He just went on a tear. Uh, that New England Patriots defense really put him through and Derrick Henry and Amari Cooper. And then he started trading people off that he didn't need and got himself more draft picks and still went on with the championship. So he was a prime example of how to uh, make trades to bolster up his draft picks. And I expect Keegan to be doing the same thing because he still has a few players on his bench that people would put in their starting lineup and or could, could, could consider keeper quality. You know, Chris Godwin, Jonathan Taylor, um, and then it's either Kareem Hunt or, or James Robinson, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I could see that happening soon. I could see Keegan making some moves to offload some of his players that aren't going to be keepers to get some more draft picks. Right. And of course, you know, you know, I kind of blew up, I kind of blew up the flog here because, you know, I've done this before when it comes to making uh two, uh, two uh, alerts uh, to announcements of trades back to back, you know, kind of double whammy, but this time I do believe that this is the first time I've done three in a row. Yeah, you <laughs> pride yourself on big boy trades, as you like to put them. And there's nothing that makes you more happy than landing a trade. And it's a good trade because the announcement, the, the, the negotiation, and then you dropped on us three trades. 
one, mm. two, three, boom, boom, boom. And everyone's like, wait, what the heck just happened? You know, <laughs> I bet the guys that you were trading were like, oh, Ruff's just, you know, one, this is me and him. And no, he's not trading anybody else. Oh, yeah. And then oh, you yeah. kept adding another one and another one. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Goodness gravy biscuits. Oh, man. I wish I would have had. Next, next year, I'll probably do four. You know, what the heck? Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) You know, you have Uh, to make a trade with everybody in the league at one time. I mean, this year I have have definitely slowed it down. Um, Before yesterday, I hadn't contacted – like, I didn't go to anybody. Uh, You know, I asked my, hey, what about this? What about this guy? I didn't go to anybody. Uh, But except for – I mean, instead of yesterday, of course, um, I I mean, I contacted – I contacted Connor. And I just, you know, the Q one was pretty easy. It was just like, hey, do you want Boston? He's like, yeah. And then we had to negotiate with that trade like I talked about. But Connor, that was the easiest trade, I do believe. <laughs> that was the easiest offer. Like, You're just like, loved- I'll give you this. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, pretty well, pretty much. He loved those, you know, amount of draft picks in those rounds. So Yeah, now I can't, like, trade for Connor because he's only going to want draft picks. And I can't, in good conscience, uh, give him more draft picks than he already has. So I have to play defense. Uh, and not trade with Connor because he's got a buttload of draft picks next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, TC. Uh, that was, you know, the, the trades in the flog yesterday. Uh, we will uh, take a, a quick timeout break and go on to the flog matchups. We got some good ones. All righty. Be right back. Are you thirsty? Do you want a beer? It wouldn't be a fantasy football podcast without a beer commercial. Well, 1056 Brewing Company is just the place for you. They offer dine-in and carry-out food with beer, wine, cider. Indoor and outdoor seating is available as well. Mike and Erica Humphill feature 10 rotating taps of their small batch craft beer of deliciousness. They are located south of U.S. Highway 35 in Knox, Indiana, and they'll be able to help you with your beer craving problems today. Alrighty, TC, welcome back. Now, let's go and begin with our flog matchups. Uh, we got a good one, I do believe. I think this is what, we are week 10 now. Yep, goodness, McDoug, we are at week 10, starting week 10, and we got some good matchups today. Some important matchups, if I might add, TC. These are very important, um, and it really, it will really nail down on who who is going to be the top dog and some guys separating from the other bunch and some guys who are fighting for that last playoff spot. Yeah, this is, this is the nitty-gritty, as uh, we like to call it, and Obviously, there are a few teams that we see that um, that are, are poised for big playoff runs, and we got some guys in the uh, that are very close still that can still make their push and get in. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go ahead and start with your matchup, TC. Um, I would not. I'm not going to say that this is going to be a good one. Um, and, and you know, you are going up against Hail to the Chiefs. Now, normally it is a good one. Uh, you know. Scotty is six and three. He he's got a good team, and you are five and four. But the Chiefs are not playing this week, and uh, and the Falcons are not playing these this week. So no Matt Ryan, all right. No Calvin Ridley. No Le'Veon Bell. Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. 
All those guys are not playing for Scotty. This is just a good week for you going up against this team. Yeah, um, this worked out well for me. And in the beginning of the year, when Scott had seen that all his uh, players like this were on by week 10, he knew that week 10 for him was going to be a loss. Now, our system, our QB system, we can only roster three QBs because it is a two QB system and that prevents hoarding of QBs. And so if you have QBs on the same bye week, generally speaking, if you want to start two QBs, you have to trade one QB. Now, I do not think that Scott is going to trade a QB. I think he's going to take the L this year and hope that his squad can get him through with the next few weeks to get into the playoffs. Now, if he loses out from here, then he is not going to be in the playoffs. Um, but so this this is like a real sigh of relief for me because of the Christian McCaffrey situation. Um, Scott has Mike Davis. He picked up Mike Davis for fifty three percent of his budget when Mike when Christian McCaffrey went down, spent everything that he had, and even gave him a bag of chips. Um, so this is the perfect week for me to not have Christian McCaffrey. I've got issues dealing with flex because two of my starting running backs are out with injury: Christian McCaffrey and Miles Gaskin. Uh, also got Ben Roethlisberger on uh, COVID, um, COVID IR. Uh, but the rest of my team's looking solid. And then when I look across, David Johnson might not even play. Uh, but he's got Damian Harris, who could fit in for him. And Damian Harris might play. Um, but, you know, Scott really doesn't have a lot of options um, for, for good quality players. I mean, it, he's got DJ Chark, which is solid. But then he's got Marquise Brown and Jalen Rager in, and those – and Marquise Brown, he drafted him pretty high. Uh, I actually drafted Jalen Rager, but I dropped him after he got injured, and he really hasn't been doing much. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater's his QB. He's been solid. I like Teddy. Always have. Uh, DeAndre Swift's had some pretty decent games. Um, but nothing here, like, really scares me. And I think projections – his projections, 96 points. My projections, 164. Now, he doesn't have a tight end rostered, and he has – Patrick Mahomes rostered still, who was on by. So those are two zeros on the projection. Um, so th- I don't really, we don't really need to talk about this matchup much more than what those no. those buys um, really signify. So, right. And here's the thing. Okay. Um, of course, like you said, we're not going to talk much about it, but uh, this, you know, was kind of similar to what happened last year and what Keegan did. Uh, he is, Scott is doing the same thing. Scott is quitting this week. He's yeah, a quitter. He's quitting he's this a, week. He is a quitter this week. And I have no respect. You know, I'm trying to be the nice, nicest guy as possible right now. Um, but he, he has no respect for me this week. And I'm sure he doesn't care. But he is a quitter right now. You, you There's many uh, other ways that he could have done this. And he just decided just because his best players are out, he's going to go in a corner and cry like a baby. And not play his full team. Hey, our best player's out. Let's uh, let's just start three guys and not play and not try. And that is what Scotty ben- Benzine is doing right now. He is a quitter just like Keegan was last year. I absolutely hate quitters. And I hate Scotty right now for not doing this. Jeez. Maybe, I know. Hey, hey, take it, man. Because I, I'm trying to be nice. And this is all <laughs> fun. Uh, but this, this, I do not like this in the flog. We are not quitters. I hate when guys do this. I hate it when Keegan did this. And I wouldn't be fair. You know, I smashed Keegan on that episode. I got to smash Scotty. And it only it's only fair. Yeah, and I, I can just see think that. there's many different things he could have done. He knew 
But when he drafted these guys, we all told him, hey, these two guys have a buy. And he knew that he could have sold Matt Ryan some. And he could have sold them. Yeah. And he didn't. He could have got a draft pick out. But now, let's, let's, like, when things are so tight like this, you know, he could, things could go very, very south. He could lose the rest of the games, which will only have three matchups left. He's losing this week. So he's got two. And uh, he has to win. If he loses, though, he'll, he'll be what? Six and six? Six and four if he loses this one. If he loses next week, he'll be six and six. Six and five. And then, if, yeah, if you so win if two loses... games, you'll be. Yeah. You'll and be six he... and five. And then he has, like, heck, man. And then you're like, what if it comes down to a point and he's got the same record as somebody else? And it comes down to, because I think right now, if my corrections are, or if I looked at it correctly, you are very close with uh, Scotty. Yeah, so overall point wise, he has uh one five one three points, and you have one four nine six. So heck, what what if it was a tie between like same record wise? It goes to the points. Yep. And heck, oh hey, I didn't start my quarterback that week. That would have won me. The, you know, I would have made it to the playoffs. So many things could have hap- can happen, and I think this is completely stupid. Well, I think of it this way also. Uh, Scott Quentin and I. Um, so Quentin and I are both five and four. When I look at the matchups, I'm 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 seeing Quentin against the the white flag fresh prince of Elaire, and I think Quentin's already got this in the bag. Now, when I look at that, so I say me and Quentin both get a win this week. Scott gets a lose. That is three people, three teams in the same in, in the same uh, division at six and four. Now, uh, because of this issue where Scott's not going to start his quarterback and he's going to have a low scoring week, Quentin and I both will probably end up be above him. And points four. Um, so if that happens and Scott somehow gets into the the, the playoffs, Scott's going to be the four seed. Now look at who's the f- number one seed. Now would you rather face the number one seed, uh, the Magic Skull Bus, if he if trend continues the way that it is, um, mm-hmm. with the team that he's got, or would you rather face him in the championship when things are a lot more up in the air? That's what I'm right. thinking. I, I want to get to that that championship round and I want to beat him there. But you're not going to get the chance if you're going into the four seed and you have to play him first. Yeah, I mean, heck, it, it still could. You know, I understand why why Scotty doesn't want to let go of Matt Ryan because of that connection with Ridley. It's helped him. Uh, it's helped him a lot in this in this year. Uh, I just think, you know, just quitting this week. No, thank you. I am not. I am personally not a quitter, and I know Scotty's not. But he's proven me wrong this week by him just sitting down in the corner, crying like a baby because his Chiefs players aren't playing. Like, you still got a matchup to play. Play your full roster like big boys. This is a big boy league. Be a big boy all year long. And that just frustrates me. But, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Nothing I can do about it. And uh, I have you uh, destroying Scotty the quitter this week. Yeah, I think I'm going to win this week as well. We'll chalk that up as a W. All right, let's move on to my matchup. Uh, two non-quitters here. We got the LeBron Kings versus the Terry's Terrorists. Um, I do believe that this, this – I think this will be a good one. If Marcus has those players that we mentioned playing, there are a lot of cues in Marcus's lineup. Um, he's got Joe Mixon, who is questionable, like I said. Chris Carson, Kenny Galladay. Uh, he is still, I think, I do believe he is going to play. Um, but he, he, like, w- like we all know, he has, he's been uh, struggling with that hip here lately. So we will see if he plays. And um, 
with Juju also has he did not practice Wednesday, which that's not a completely wild that players don't practice on Wednesday. But a lot of cues on this team. But heck, if all those guys play and they see and they see uh, some uh, production and see the touches that they normally see, this should be a close matchup between Marcus and I. Yeah, I I, I agree. The the cues that's that's kind of been Marcus's. Uh... Um, deal with this team like most of the year he's just had a lot of things going on we all have had a lot of issues going on in our teams um, and his kind of fell off just towards the last few weeks but if they all come back I see this as being a good game now you on the other hand you just got James Conner in your lineup which definitely fortified your chances Nick Chubb's back playing for you um, you've got your wide receiver core the best that it can be with Ayuk Higgins and D Hopkins and then Drake coming back and you're you're hoping Fortnette does well um the trend is just inconsistency with Fournette. We really don't know what's going on. Um, but, you know, honestly, you could start Justin Jefferson over Fournette. And I get that Fournette might have a better projection, but I think that because the – and I get that you're playing the matchup, but I think with Thielen in there as the number one, I think they're going to pay attention to Thielen. I think Justin Jefferson is going to stretch the field and you're going to get himself a good amount of points. Keep that in well, mind. Here, here, here's the thing. I have a very tough decision. I'm still not sure yet about that. That second flex spot, TC. Of course, Fournette, the only reason why I have him in there is because last time they went up against Carolina, he went nuts, uh, you know, week two with 25.6 fantasy points over 100 yards. Um, I do – yeah, I do – I have many options, Justin Jefferson, but I don't like the Chicago matchup. And I do have Devontae Parker also to think about with no Preston Williams. Uh, and, and heck with DJ Moore, I still have. And I also like Christian Kirk, who, let's be honest, the Buffalo Bills are going to be eating up uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins like they did last week. And Kirk, look what happened Kirk last week. He went nuts, and I have him in my second flex spot. So I have lots of things to think about uh, for that second spot. You do. I think that um, Parker, Jefferson, or Moore – well, maybe not more. I, 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 it's it's hard to really predict with him. But Kirk, for certain, I would say Kirk and Jefferson are your best two options, and then Parker and Moore. Um, but I honestly would pick almost um, either any one of those four over Fortinette. Um, but I right. think that I think that you're gonna you're gonna you know have a good week this week, and this is gonna be like this. You guys are both four and five. You're not really far mm-hmm. back from the standings. The games back. You're both two games back from first place. Two games back from getting into the playoffs. Um, so anything can happen here, really. This is very key. Very important for me to Marcus. Okay. Whoever wins this is is definitely, you know, flirting with the last spot and has a good spot or a good uh, chance um, possibly to maybe uh, get in there, you know, if things roll our way. But I do believe – because I don't even have the uh, defense in yet, as someone had to snag. Uh, but I have myself over Marcus. Yeah, I think you're going to take it over Marcus because of those questions and then that that bolstering that you um, have. And also, you need to pick up yourself um, a defense too. So you're looking at defenses to stream. So that's going to tack on just a you know six to seven more points. And I, I think that this is going to be. Well, he also does as well. But I think that this is going to fall in your favor this week, Mister Ruff. All right, I hope so. I hope so. Let's move on to the next matchup. The Magic Skull Bus going up against the Coon Squad. Um, this shouldn't, you know, as of right now, it's looking like a blowout uh, projection score-wise. But um, 
Keegan's team looking very, very good. Of course, we've, you know, Scotty talked about it yesterday. Um, this is, this is definitely the team to beat. Yeah. Um, he's got it just, it's, it's ridiculous because, well, it's a good thing Julio's on by this week. Otherwise he'd have himself a, probably a 175 projection. Um, but he's just Aaron Jones and Dalvin cook have been so good. Devonte Adams has just been playing out of this world and he's missed two games. So his, he's wide receiver three on the year. Um, Dalvin cook is why is running back one. Aaron Jones is running back seven. And he's got James Robinson running back four. He picked up for nothing <laughs> in the beginning of the year. Like, you know, we weren't even paying attention to that move that he made. And that might've been the best move that he's made all year. Uh, oh, yeah. And then he's got Deshaun he's Watson coming in. Deshaun's been playing great. And he's got the Deshaun Will Folder connection. Um, Keegan's theme is, is, is stout. It's, it really is. And then he's got guys on the bench that, like I was saying, he could trade away <laughs> to get some draft picks back. He's got Chris Godwin, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Julio Jones is only on by, be, only on the bench because of buy. So that means, like, Kareem Hunt, for example, is probably going to be a trade-worthy candidate. Um, so... I think this is kind of a one-sided matchup here, and uh, I I think that the injuries and the bye weeks aren't helping Kuhn in the position that he's in right now. Right, yeah, and the, and so here's a question for you, TC: Is Connor Limbach is like and, and T, uh, Scotty mentioned it yesterday on the Commissioner's Corner? Is Connor Limbach tanking? Is he giving up because he he gave away Elliot? Of course, Elliot's. The last couple few weeks, he hasn't been doing well. But is he tanking? Is he giving up? Well, let's think about it this way. I mean, who who are going to be the first few picks? And you know, the what what rookie running backs are going to come out next year? Is he going to get one of those? And maybe that's what he's eyeing. He's hoping for. Um, but I think the plethora of picks that he has in the beginning, I think he's kind of just he's given up this year to put his chips in for next year. Yeah, I just I don't I don't like the word tanking I because you still I, I mean we'll talk about Con, I mean uh, Jacob here in a little bit but like no one wants to be a toilet bowl champion that is not fun so uh with Jacob McGinley giving up Watson giving up James Connor and Julio Jones those three guys or at least one of them could have helped him not be a toilet bowl champion and, and it looks like Jacob's like I don't care if I'm a toilet bowl champion or not but who wants to have two toilet bowl rings or faces on, on that bucket or what of the seat? Like no one. And why would Connor tank? This will be his third toilet bowl championship if he wins. That's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think of it as a matter of fact that uh, they're just going to be okay because they've had, well, you know, unlucky. Well, like Skinley, for example, has had a pretty unlucky year. Um, with the way that his games have fallen and he's, you know, two, two and seven right now, not doing great. So I, I see him tanking as, is just an investment into the future that he's given up this year. And really that's what it is. It's like, well, they, they don't have any faith or confidence in their team anymore or the way that the, uh, the records look and the way that, you know, uh, some of us other players, uh, what our teams look like, they don't think that they could beat us. So their next best option is to just uh, mm. give up, Get in, get in for next year, and just hope for the best next year. No, no, thank you. Connor has the same record as me in four and five, and I'm trying to go one way. It seems like he's trying to go the other. It, you know, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it, it makes but, the most most sense for Jacob McKinley. Uh, but Connor, on the other hand, I felt like it was a little soon 
um, for him to do that. And also just giving up Ezekiel Elliott, you know, that was who he picked up when he, um, you know, won the first to- or lost the first toilet bowl championship that he had, that that was his next pickup the next year. Um, so like, I, I, I guess I see what happens when you lose, you get uh, Ezekiel Elliott or you get Saquon Barkley, but then it's like, is it, is it worth it? And that's why I think that we need to make sure that the, the punishment has to be a little, a little more harsh. It does. It really, it really, really does. And I think, you know, of course with mine, uh, I, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah, that was just, yeah, I think it, sh- it, it should have been, you know, we just really didn't right. have it put together. Um, my, what I threw out into the group chat not too long ago was if you're the toilet bowl loser, you have to change your team name for the year. Like we, we yeah, need to see that's it. Not a bad we idea. need to see it that and you are. I do know we mentioned this before uh, a tattoo should be in consideration. Tattoo is a life I thing. Mean, I don't want anybody's tattoos. Well, this is heck man. This is this is something we're looking to be into for a, a very long time, possibly life. <laughs> so why not? I think if you get, we, we should put it at like a, if you get a certain amount of toilables, we like each one for you. We have to make it like harsher. So if you get in three times, okay, the first one is bad. Second time is even worse, and the third time has got to be the worst of the three. Not no, not get in like win the toilet. I bowl. mean, like get the get lose, lose out, get last place. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If if that happens, then I think that it you know inc- incrementally it should increase. But I think and like, but yeah. I think the best one I mean, is just changing the name. Like he don't he shouldn't have t- Coon Squad if he's given up on the Coon Squad. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that is definitely I like that idea. Or the Fresh Prince of Elair. Probably... He should be the Fresh Poops of Elair. You know, <laughs> or the you know the big turds of uh, of Windy City or something. I don't know. Yeah, and like, yeah, it should be called the the poop squad. The poop squad. Yeah, exactly. We should <laughs> we should get together. We, we should. should make a name. We should. And and we should. If you lose, and and that's something that's easy to to have, and especially because mm-hmm. we've had so many people changing their names year to year. Anyway, uh, finally, right. some people are starting to settle down. But Skinley and Scott Benzing, they need to pick a freaking name. Yeah. Well, heck, if if Scott somehow loses. Hail to the poops. <laughs> <laughs> or if I lose the poop king. Yeah, see? Hey, see, we, we could do that. We could definitely have fun with that. Yeah. All right. So let's let's move on along. Uh, I have Coon winning. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Keegan winning this yeah, week. Yeah, Keegan's definitely taking this one home. All right. Moving on to the next matchup. The last matchup. The Blount Force going up against Hail to the Chief. I'm sorry. Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Hilaire. Uh, uh, Q is five and four, and Jacob is two and seven. Um, I think this one's another blowout, possibly. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't have his uh second running back spot put in yet. He doesn't have his uh, defense put in, so I I can see what he's gonna put who in DJ Dallas or he does he doesn't really have any options to put in there. Um, he he's got he's got no running backs now. He's giving them all away. <laughs> or they're on bye. I know man you know, he's got Clyde Edwards on by he might just not even start anybody he probably doesn't even care anymore no please don't say that that's disgusting that's even worse than Scotty yeah <laughs> this is this is a true give up this is I think I think uh Jacob will snag somebody I hope he will snag somebody off the waiver wire yeah I think he'll have to I pick really somebody do. up it doesn't really matter who he drops um he's got he's got two defenses on his uh, bench right now, so I'll probably put the Cardinals in at Buffalo. 
especially over the Patriots at Baltimore, because I don't I don't trust that. Um, but when I look at Quentin's team, Quentin's team is poised to make a good, deep playoff run. Um, I think it's going to be a tough matchup, so whoever has to face him. Um, it, it's crazy to see, though. Mike Evans is finally on Quentin Blount's bench, and he has had Mike oh, Evans no. since the beginning of the flog. And it's crazy mm. to see that he's been holding on to him uh, as long as he's been holding on to him. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, you're right. That is he he is on his bench. He is starting a full M over him and Claypool and heck, I mean those that's those aren't bad options. He's even holy moly, hopefully he doesn't do this. Samuel, Curtis Samuel is on his bench again. Again. Last three weeks. The last three weeks he's been doing very good and he's been on the bench for Q. He's been going off. And Q is still not getting the head. No, no, he's not. And especially with uh, – <laughs> he's higher ranked as a wide receiver than Cooper Cup is. He's 25. Mm, Cooper mm, Cup's mm, 26. Mm. I think that I think that um, Quentin could put Fulgham in as his top three wide receivers. And then either Claypool or Cup could be sat instead of Curtis Samuel. It, well, well, see, in, in his defense, Cooper Cup is going up against Seattle. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So – so I mean that's not. But good also at Christian all. McCaffrey <laughs> is out, and Curtis Samuel's even. He even had a big game with Christian McCaffrey in the game. Yes, and that's why I really hope that changes. Um, but but heck, I mean it's not like he's going up against big boy team this week. I mean it's <laughs> yeah yeah it's a sorry. Skin. So I think he could sorry. take this. I think he could take the, the the risk if there is a risk and start Curtis Samuel just to like make himself look like a good owner and put his best players in. Right. Yep, I agree. Totally agree. And I have Q this week uh, destroying Fresh Prince of Big Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's that's a definite easy easy uh, markup right there. Quint, uh, Quentin's going to win this. Jake McKinley is kind of given up already, so he doesn't even care. He's got Tua Tagovailoa in um, instead of Cam Newton. He's been he's been on Cam Newton's jockstrap most of the year, um, so I think he's just doing it because he likes to see Tua ball out. Oh heck, I don't. I mean, I don't like. I mean, I don't dislike that i mean Tua, he didn't do a bad game on he didn't have a bad game last no, he week didn't. he um, did pretty solid so we'll see all right that's it with the flog matchups real quick tc we're going to talk about the uh game tonight and then we'll wrap it up the indianapolis colts my indianapolis colts going through the battle of the tennessee titans a good division matchup here on fox at 8 20 tonight what do you think about this game? uh this should actually be a pretty good game it's a division game two teams that are contending for playoff spots um i think we're gonna see a, a pretty solid game here i think indianapolis defense going against uh the tennessee titans offense is going to be the real uh, the real thing that we need to watch here. Um, but also, Indianapolis has a pretty decent offense. You know, they move the ball well enough with Phillip Rivers under center. Um, but I, I guess I don't know enough about the Tennessee Titans defense. They do get some key players back um, off of COVID. I was reading about that. But um, I, I think it's going to be a good game, you know, and it's it's good to have a good Thursday game because no one wants those stinkers like they were last week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I have – I think, I think the Colts will. Uh, of course, I'm going to pick the Colts, but I think it will be a very exciting game. Uh, this will be the first time I think they do play uh, in a couple of weeks from now again. Uh, but I think the Colts win this. Yeah, week. I think the Colts are going to win. It's going to tie up the division. It's going to really put some pressure on who's going to be 
in and who's going to be out. But also I could see that one of these teams is going to be a wild card because they did expand the playoff picture this year. They sure did. They sure did. Well, hey, TC, thank you so much. Do you have any last words or comments or brags? Nope. Uh, or- uh, I just think that it's getting under the nitty-gritty. It's crazy how close the football season is to being almost over for us fantasy players. And also, I always like to say, like, keep messaging us with your trades. Like, ask us for information. We love to talk about outside information. Of course, we also love to talk about ourselves, as you can see. But, you know, we just mm-hmm. we want to bring everybody in and give football knowledge to throughout the world to all the good children. And any any of the flog listeners or any before trade de- trade deadline, we can talk about this next week, I guess. Um, anybody for sale? Um, you know, like, look, I'm I'm still going to be in the market for a, a better QB two and possibly a tight end. Um, no offense, been doing well for me, but he's not getting touchdowns. So anybody out there, you know, I'm I'm looking for a QB and a tight end. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, hey, TC, thank you so much, man. You have a great rest of your day. Please go outside today. Enjoy that California weather. Oh, I'm going to. And uh, and real quick, shout out to my mother. I didn't say this at the beginning of the show. I was going to. She sometimes listens, and I forgot. Uh, It is her birthday today, so I am going to uh, have some lunch with her. Happy birthday, Sherry. Yeah, happy birthday to my mama. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. And possibly I might be on tomorrow to go over tonight's game. So thank you so much. And you have listened to the Flawcast Network. Everybody stay safe.